What is up, what is up, and welcome back to another episode of Blood and Beer, the show where we talk blood sport and we drink beer. I'm your host, Matt, and as always, we got blood sport to talk, we got beer to drink. Um, you know, recapping the UFC fights, uh, we also had, fuck, drawing a blank, Knucklemania 3. Big, big weekend of fights, but an even bigger weekend coming up next weekend. We're going to recap that. We'll review this beer and uh, just look ahead at what's happening next weekend, get you a little rundown. Then later in the week, we'll do another pick em episode. But we had some huge things happen with the UFC. Um, huge things happen over in Knucklemania. Some really fun fights. We'll get into that in just a second. But first, as always, I said we got beer to drink. We got beer to drink. A new one for you. It's a two-hearted IPA, an American IPA made by Bells. Never tried it before. It's a dark little bitch um, compared to some of the other IPAs I've had recently. 7%, I don't think it's going to be very good. Um, can just doesn't look very appeasing. I love fish. It's got fish on it, but I just don't think this is going to do it. Let the foam die down, and then we'll try it out. But we'll kick things off with this past weekend in combat sports, starting off with uh, UFC Fight Night Andrade versus Blanchfield. A lot at stake here in the main event. But first, uh, we had all but one of the prelims were finishes, and the one that wasn't a finish, Jamal Emmers, he took on, can't get the guy's name right now, but he got a unanimous decision victory. We got to see Felipe Lins, he got a first-round knockout over Ovin St. Preux. And then also AJ Fletcher with a second round submission, guillotine submission over UFC newcomer Thumba Garimba. They look great, just uh, really outmatched their opponents, I thought. But on the main card, that's where the real fun fights were going down, or some fun fights, some just questionable fights, really. Um, but it kicked things off, uh, absolute barn burner. We had Jim Miller taking on Alexander Hernandez. And uh, Jim Miller, he's been running through these new guys lately. He, um, he's got a couple knockouts in a row. He submitted Donald Cerrone recently. Hernandez, he, he was on either a two or three fight skid. He was just having a rough time, needed a, needed a comeback fight. And these two, they were swinging. I mean, both guys were cracking each other. Jim Miller's got some heavy hands all of a sudden out of nowhere. and Almost no knockouts in his UFC career until recently. Hernandez was just really finding Miller, really damaging the leg. And, um... It just was able to impose his will. He had a scary moment at the end where Jim Miller had him locked in a rear naked choke, but um, Hernandez was like, I can't lose four in a row. He spun out of it. Fight ended with um, Hernandez on top throwing bombs. There was only about 40 seconds of ground control time for Miller, 25 for Hernandez. So in a Jim Miller fight, you don't expect him to be a striker, but that's what he's been lately. Regardless, though, it just wasn't enough. Hernandez was too much. He got the unanimous decision victory in a real fun fight. And then after that, we had Jamal Pogues. He took on, um, he took on, fuck, Josh Parisian. I'm not, I'm not with it today. Jesus. Jamal Pogues, Josh Parisian. Um, they were in a fun fight. Both guys had moments. Parisian just didn't seem like he was um, on the same level as Pogues. Pogues was faster on the feet, but Parisian actually did land more strikes, but the real difference maker was Pogues was able to get five or six takedowns on Parisian. He didn't hold him there very long, but he did search for submissions, do a little bit of ground and pound, and just enough to win each round. I think it was 30-27 on all three scorecards, or maybe 29-28 on just one of those. And then Zach Pauga, 
he had a fight against Jordan Wright. It was a fun one um, in the third round, at least. Wright was starting to connect with some shots. But for the first two rounds, Pauga held Wright up against the fence pretty much the whole time and just started uh, you know, doing clinch work. It wasn't The first two rounds were kind of dull. But he gets the unanimous decision victory. But that was the co-main. The main event, a lot a lot at stake here. Um, this fight meant a lot because Jessica Andrade, she, she was taking on Aaron Blanchfield, stepped in short notice. And like I said in my last episode, Andrade, I think, is the best woman that's not a champion um, in just about any division consistently. You got some people that move up, move down. And I thought that she was going to be too much for Aaron Blanchfield in this. Blanchfield, though, she was 4-0 in the UFC coming in and absolutely dominated everyone. Stopped Molly McCann after putting her in a crucifix and um, dropping some heavy elbows. Ended it with a Kimura, sorry. So she's a beast, but I didn't think she was ready for this test. Her, her game's submissions and groundwork, she goes out there and she outstrikes Jessica Andrade in the first round. Um, Andrade landed some big shots too, but Aaron Blanchfield, you could just tell, was really poised. And in the second round, she gets a takedown and immediately drops her hooks in, puts the arm under the chin, and gets the rear naked choke submission. Made it look easy in the second round. It was unbelievable. And I really think this girl's the next UFC champ. She's only 24 years old, and she made quick work of Jessica Andrade like that. I mean, she did, she did her dirty on the feet, did her dirty on the ground. She just she's looking like the total package right now. So my question was, could she handle these top dogs? And she did. So shout out to Blanchfield. I I didn't pick her um, in that card. I thought Andrade was going to be too much, like I said, but she was able to pull it together and get the job done. Um, so in the UFC card, we had seven picks this past week, and seven picks we had. Uh, sorry, my cat's at the door. <laughs> We had seven picks. We went five and two. We were actually five and zero oh going into the co-main event, and then we lost the last two because I thought that Jordan Wright was going to be our upset, and I thought Aaron Blanchfield wasn't going to be able to take out Andrade. But still, five and two is a pretty good night. We made some money. We made some bucks. Um, another fight that I think I skipped over that was really weird. Um, this was the weird one I'm talking about. Interesting, not so much. William Knight took on Prachnio, and um, Prachnio. He, he, he showed up. He, he landed 63 leg strikes, most amount of leg strikes in a light heavyweight three-round fight. William Knight only landed eight strikes overall, only threw 33. He just looked uninterested, didn't want to be there. And all those leg strikes, they were really adding up. I mean, William Knight just he kept putting his hands out like, oh, I can't take anymore, and he was limping really bad at the end. He just... He didn't show up. Prachneo did. He used his karate to stay on the outside the whole time, and he got the job done. Unanimous decision victory as well. So that was our main card for the UFC. Five and two. Our picks that we uh, won on, we had Felipe Lins, AJ Fletcher, um, Prachneo, uh, Prachneo, sorry. Oh, uh, Jamal Pogues. And then we also had Alexander Hernandez. That's what our five wins were. Our losses, we had Jordan Wright over Pauga. That didn't happen. And we had Andrade over Blanchfield. Neither of those happened. But you live and you learn. And, you know, Jordan Wright, I didn't realize his mom just died last week. So he had a lot on his mind. He wasn't all there. But that's a sad thing. And uh, he looked like he was having fun out there. Just sad situation. Moving on, though. We're going to try this beer and then jump into Knuckle Mania 3, Bare Knuckle Fighting.
It's bitter, but it's not it's not the worst beer, you know? It's it's decent. Yeah. I'll give it a five five. Uh, five five for the American IPA. Not not my favorite, but I can drink it. Alright, but Bare Knuckle Fight Club, main card loaded with uh, former UFC fighters, bare knuckle champions. It was just it was a really great card. The whole thing, top to bottom, was super fun to watch. Um, just great fights, a lot of barn burners. That's what bare knuckle is, just guys that really want to slug it out. In the first fight on the main card, we had Greg Hardy, former NFL defensive end, former UFC star. He uh, he went in there making his bare knuckle debut against Josh Watson, and the fight was really entertaining. Round one, they come out, they're both cracking each other. Um, Hardy really cuts Watson up real bad. He's bleeding over the eye. Watson, though, towards the end of the round, he drops Hardy, and Hardy was damaged. Um, at, after the count was over, Hardy said he's good. Then the bell rang, and he was still kind of wobbly walking back to his corner. But he comes out in round two, and um, he's swinging. He's catching Watson. You'd think that uh, Hardy might be closing the show because he looked fast. He was snapping his jab, really picking his shots well. But Watson landed another just bomb and flat lines Hardy. I mean, the giant falls to the canvas and doesn't get up for the count. He was he was really damaged. He got up after the count and was good, but man, he got cracked. And he came in as a three to one uh, favorite, closed at eleven to one odds for Greg Hardy, and uh, Josh Watson pulls out the upset. So that was I went two and two in BKFC. That was one of my losses. Um, one of my wins, Austin Trout took out Diego Sanchez by doctor stoppage. Um, he was really piecing him up, but Sanchez did have some moments. He'd come in and bum rush and throw some looping hooks and catch Trout, but then Trout would use his footwork and his jab and move out of the way, stayed out of the way of damage, and really picked a, picked uh, Sanchez apart from the outside. And in the fifth round, they had to stop it because of a cut on uh, the side of Diego Sanchez's head. He was just gushing blood. Then former UFC title challenger, uh, undefeated in Ryzen, now undefeated in BKFC, John Dodson. He took on Jared Grant and just goes out there and starches the guy. Uh, first, It's his second first-round knockout in BKFC. Um, he's just kind of blitzing him, not landing a bunch, but throwing a lot of punches, a lot of hooks, and um, trying to land uppercuts, just get around the guard. And when once Grant starts backing up and he kind of crouches down a little bit, Dodson lands like an uppercut or like more like an up jab type punch, but it was real short. It's hard to describe the punch, but just hits him right on the chin, flattens him. Um, Grant actually beat the count, gets up before the count of 10, but then when the ref says, are you good to go? He goes back down on his knee, gives up. He just couldn't take it. Maybe he broke his jaw or something. It was just that one shot. But I'm telling you, John Dodson, he's a problem in bare knuckle because he had a ton of power in the UFC. And that translates really well to bare knuckle. He doesn't have to worry about people taking him down anymore. So he can really just completely move forward with reckless abandonment because he's got the speed. He's got the power. He's only 125 pounds. And he seems like he hits like a featherweight. So John Dodson, 2-0 in bare knuckle, two first-round knockouts. And those were our two wins was Austin Trout and John Dodson. We almost had a third one with Mark Mike Rickman. He took on Lorenzo Hunt for the light heavyweight title in the main event. And... Round one, that's all this went, but Rickman was really piecing Hunt up. I mean, ducking his shots, 
cracking his body, just destroying the body, and then goes up top with a straight right and drops Hunt. Hunt looks damaged, barely beats the count. Beats the count, though. As soon as they resume action, he throws the biggest right hook you've ever fucking seen. Just not looping, just heavy as shot. Goes right through Rickman's face, flattens him. Finishes the fight with one-shot walk-off punch. Couldn't believe it. The ref knew right away, just waves it off as soon as Rickman hit the ground. I mean, what do you say? Rickman was winning the fight. He looked like he was much better than Hunt, but Hunt went to that nuclear option, and it worked. It took him out. Keeps the belt. Still the bare-knuckle champion. Still undefeated in bare-knuckle Lorenzo Hunt. But, man, that card was super fun. A lot of fights get stopped because of doctor stoppages and that. Um which I'm fine with, you know, you don't want to see people's eyeballs falling off because they got cuts that are so severe. But that's what we have for this past weekend. So we went 2-2 two and two bare knuckle, 5-2 uh, and two UFC, that's a total of 7-4, and four. not bad. We're just going to keep track of the UFC score, so we're 7-5-1 and one on the year because we started off 2-3. and three. But... Moving on, we got a lot of fun fights coming up this next weekend. Bellator, one fight, one fighting championship. Um, Logan Paul or Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury, and then a UFC fight night. Ryan Spann versus uh, Nikita Krylov. So going down the line on Friday, the twenty fourth, um, from Dublin, Ireland, Bellator two ninety one. Logan Storley versus Yamasov, Yaroslav Amasov two. The Interim champion Logan Storley taking on Amosov and the champion. He's coming back from a layoff after he was fighting in uh, the Ukrainian war for a long time. That's going to be a fun one. Their first match was a long time ago. Amosov undefeated. Storley's only losses to Amosov years ago when they were younger fighters. And the card's going to have a lot of fun. Um, fun Irish stars on it from Bellator as well. You got Peter Queeley. He's taking on Bryce Logan. And then you also have Sinead Kavanaugh. She's taking on Janae Harding. I don't know. It'll be a fun one, but yeah, they're take that's the for the welterweight championship. Um, it's going to be wrestler versus wrestler and Storley versus Amosov. So a lot of the times when we see that two guys that have dominating wrestling games, they end up going to the striking, and it just ends up being an absolute slugfest. Not a not a boxing match, not a kickboxing match, just slugging it out. And I look to I look forward to that. I think that's what we're going to see in this one. And then one championship. They also have a title fight coming up this weekend. Uh, Fabricio Andrade versus John Lineker, too. The first fight, it got stopped because of a nut shot, but it was a barn burner. They are beating the shit out of each other. They're both really great strikers with knockout power in different ways. We got Lineker, who throws a lot of looping hooks, um, always moving forward, just back and forth. Real good head movement on the guy as well, but he can take a shot. It's John Hands of Stone Lineker, I mean. Dude's a beast, and he was the champion until he lost it on the scale. Fabricio Andrade, he's young. He's 26 years old, I think, or 25. Comes in there, great Muay Thai, great Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's got a lot of stoppages by body shots, knees, kicks, um, and he's got power in his hands too, but this kid, he's a phenom, has run through everybody in one championship. It looked like he was on his way to almost defeating Lineker in their first fight before a nut shot actually broke Lineker's cup. It pretty much exploded how hard Andrade hit his nuts, and they had to stop the fight. I mean, you just couldn't go on from that. 
So no contest in the first one. This one's looking to settle things. That's on Amazon Prime on Friday night as well. So that's going to be competing with the Bellator card. But both both will be really interesting cards. They're also going to have uh, the number one submission grappler in women in the women's competition in Danielle Kelly. She's taking she's uh, squaring off in that one as well in a submission grappling match. They just have a lot of fun fights. You'll get to see Muay Thai kickboxing whole nine yards on Amazon Prime Friday night. And then finally, last thing we got to talk about, um, UFC Fight Night, Ryan Spann versus Nikita Krylov, two surging light heavyweights. Um, it's a pretty solid fight night, not the best, but you know, the following uh, the following week, we got John Jones returning. He's making his return, so that'll be really fun. But you know, Ryan Spann, he, he says he just recently really started training for these fights, and he's been knocking everybody out, so maybe something's changed in his uh, camp, you know. Slept Dominic Reyes with a fucking jab. I mean, just really strong guy. Really good wrestling and a really strong guillotine as well. Nikita Krylov, tons of power. Really awkward. There's really, really fast kicks. A lot to deal with. Kind of a karate style fighter. It's going to be interesting to see how that one goes down. And then in the co-main event, we got a grappling affair with uh, Andre Muniz versus Brendan Allen. Both are jiu-jitsu studs. That'll be fun. It'll be a fun uh, grappling exchange, I think. And then another fun striking fight that's going to be on this card, Odie Osborne. He's taking on Charles Johnson. Both guys real fun strikers, so I'm looking forward to that. That's all we got for you today. Look forward uh, to a pick next week or later this week, probably around Wednesday, maybe Thursday, for the UFC card, Bellator 1, the Paul vs. Fury, the whole nine yards. And thanks for tuning in. Once again, 7-5-1 on the year, and we're looking to improve off of a bad week. We got the redemption we needed, but uh, we're looking to keep improving. We're going to try to get 90% by, uh, we'll say the end of March. We, we want to be looking at 90%, so we got a lot, put a lot of bets in. But thanks for tuning in. This is Matt with Blood and Beer.